So do we need to lead in, or you're going like, to lead in? It? You're doing the lead like, in. Like, FWB podcast. Yeah. So, like, do we need a countdown? Do I need to do the five, four, we're, like oh, in the Wayne's world? But, but no, we're going. We're going. Like, it's already going. Did you hit the button? Yeah, the button's been hit. I don't see any red light. That's on this side. Fuck. Oh, this is off to a great start. Off to a great start. Uh, you said we're doing whatever. That's yeah. true. I did say we're. Doing. <laughs> we don't have to tell people if there's no plan here. <laughs> Friends, damn son, where'd you find this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, normally I would like cut this and start over, but nah, this is just good. We've uh, all been here before. We know how this works. Yeah, we have. We, we've done this. Yeah. A few times. You and I did this about 45 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, Chris, Friends with Benefits podcast. This is the fourth one of these we've done? Fourth or fifth? Fourth or fifth. Yeah. Um, you know, Richmond Comic Con's coming up. We had Todd on the show last week and recorded another special episode to kind of just do what we do, talk independent comics, talk creating, talk conventions, and as always, I have collected a who's who of local Lexington artists. Definitely not just people in a group chat. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, you said said on last week's episode, you said a lot of the guests at Richmond Comic Con have been featured on the show already anyway. That's true, that's true. (laughs) And we just so happen to also be in a group chat. chat. So, um, also Chris, uh, you've already heard Justin. Hello. Ken kicked us off for some reason. Why not? That's fair. Hey, what's up everybody? Uh, This is Sean, a.k.a. not Steve Harvey. Um, It's good to be back on the Steve Harvey. Some, sometimes, no zebra cakes. Sometimes, sometimes. Fudgerans is good Fudgerans. though. Fudgerans. Yes, hey, amen. Hey. Steve Harvey and Jason. Yeah, Steve Harvey and Jason. Steve Harvey and Jason. I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, I, I can accept that. You know, like the one thing that me and Steve Harvey do have in common is that we have been divorced. So, like, you know, side Harvey. So, you know, side, side Harvey. Harvey. Side Harvey. That's that's valid facts. Okay, I like that. Man. I like that. But no. John, what are you currently working on? What what am I not working on, bro? I mean, um, if we go through everything he and Bryce are working on, this is gonna be let's four see. Hour show. Okay, all right, here we go. All right, let's see. Oh, um, just list things. Just Count it off. Okay, <laughs> five things. Yeah, let's see. In January there'll Top be five. <laughs> in January there'll be a graphic novel about the um, enslaved a gentleman by the name of Stephen Bishop, who uh, helped um, basically. He navigated his way through the Mammoth Caves, and a majority of the cavern, the majority of the canals that that people know about, are because of him. Like he discovered so many of the caverns in the Mammoth Caves, and um, became so popular and renowned that like people from around the world wanted to take tours with him. Now, granted, this whole time, amidst all this uh, notoriety and stuff like that, he was still enslaved and he could not be free. And uh, he could only be free once his owner died, plus seven years on top of that. So um, it, it's it, like so. Like I did a graphic. It's like a mini graphic novel about that. Um, I just turned in a manuscript for. Um, there's a book series called Who Is, Who Was, Who Are. Um, that's by, through Penguin Ran- Random House. Like a lot of the kids in the libraries know them because they like, got the covers with like the popular people with the big mm-hmm. heads, and they had a Netflix show. Oh, they did? Yep. There oh, was a cool. Netflix show uh, that my daughter thoroughly enjoyed nice. back in the day called The Who Was Show. Okay. And it was based on those books. I did not know that. That's yep. pretty dope. Well, I just wrote um, a book about uh, the snowboarder Sean White. Mm. Oh, nice. So, like, I, I, just, I just finished that manuscript. Um, 
I'm about to sign a contract next week for probably the highest the highest paying gig I've ever had um, for a book that like I can't talk about right now, but like I'll tell y'all later when it actually happens. But okay. like um, but it's got a tight deadline. Um, I got to turn it in by January. But so you just go so you just gonna like kiss on everybody's neck. But then, like, <laughs> not not like give us no time. Like, I, mm, you ain't no. about to. Can't do it, man. That's no, petty. You, heard, you heard the bro. song, Bryce. He started out serenading us. Man. We should have known it wasn't so, going so, anywhere. So, <laughs> so, but no, but see, that's that's not all though. I just also finished writing four more uh, gamer books in the gamer uh, a chapter book series. I just finished writing four more of those. The last one just went through its final edits back on Friday. Those come out like late 2024, early 2025. Um, I got another graphic novel I'm writing about, about the brother who shot down the uh, Japanese plane at Pearl Harbor, uh, Dory, a.k.a. Doris Miller. I'm writing a little graphic novel about that. That's doing about three weeks. Um, Like, when do you sleep? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know. I got a couple of Jake Jake Maddox uh, sports graphic novels coming out. Fast Break comes out in 2025. Because um, we're starting to get art back from that from from Dell from Dell Hahn, and they're you know they're banging that out. They're doing a great job, and um, yeah, man, schedule some sleep, please. I, I try, I, I try, yeah. I do. I'm surprised you didn't bring a laptop with you. No, no, no. I gotta take breaks, man. Like it's as funny as it sounds. You hear all this shit, and you think like that Negro don't take no breaks. No, please understand. There are many a nights where like I'm like I'm supposed to do some work, and I'm just like. No, motherfucker, you tired. Just go ahead and sit down in your office and watch YouTube for, like, about four or five hours. Mm-hmm. You know? Hey, and that, and that shit is soothing for me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, I would just watch people, like, buy toys and, like, go on toy hunts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit, man, they always got all the good shit. Why ain't ours got that? You know? <laughs> or, like, like it's motherfucker. Indiana Ollie's. You know? It's like, how does motherfucker get, like, all these dope Spider-Man figures on clearance from Target and I can't never find shit? You know? Like, that's, like... That brings joy <laughs> for me, okay? That brings joy. It sounds like a little rage, too, though. Oh, yeah, because, like, I want that shit cheap, too. That's you know? fair. You know, I like going into Ross every now and then. Like, I don't buy clothes from Ross, but sometimes I go into a Ross, you go in that little messy toy section in the back. It looks like, you know, just... You ain't, never, you ain't never bought the white Adidas from, from Ross? N- no, they no. the crispy white Adidas. No, no, them fake, them, them Fadidas's. Nah, them man, stop playing them stripe, stripes. It's just a little little less wide than the regular no. ones, but nobody will notice. <laughs> Adidas's. A duddis, yeah. you know, you get, get you some, get you some Jer Ordon. <laughs> Look, you know, unless any, unless people really paying attention, they don't never, they won't never notice that the middle stripe is a little slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers get rained on once it's a wrap. But like, you know, but no, go back to the raw school, look at the toy section; it's a hot mess. But if you like file through and just look through some stuff, like, oh snap, here goes some Power Rangers Lightning Collection joints for like five ninety nine. Here goes some G.I. Joe classifies for five ninety nine. You can go yeah. Hasbro be overcharging. Oh, yeah. Twenty five dollars for a six inch six inch action figure. You got your damn mind. In this in this economy? In this economy? Hey. On Al Gore's internet? You wanna charge twenty four ninety nine for hey, some plastic? On, on yeah. Al Gore's internet. On Al Gore's on internet. On Al Gore's internet. Hey, hey, man. Man. Don't, don't go in, don't go on Hasbro too much. If you be writing a lot of you you be fucking with Power Rangers and stuff, man. They might they might want to slide you the the little action figure check, brothers. Let's roast them off. Let's roast them off, Mike. No, 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 so no. So you no, get the no. Power Rangers check. No, no, no. Listen, listen. I'm I, just I, saying, I, bro. I did, I did the bucket list item. I wrote that Power Rangers story for Boom in that deluxe edition that came out this year. Deluxe 
Gogo Power Rangers Deluxe Edition uh, Book Two. Mm, talk that talking. And like I did that, I did that exclusive <laughs> short story in that joint, and I in like and the editor that was part of that moved on to other stuff. So there's no callback, mm. and so like and Hasbro has like they have their crew, they have their crew. Like, like the reason the reason I got that Power Rangers gig is because like a friend went to bat for me. Mm. That's the only reason why I got like a friend went to bat for me because that friend was actually like they had there was an editor who um, wanted my friend specifically to pitch original stories to them, yeah. and like my friend was like, "Hey, this is my homegirl T." She was like, "Hey." Sean been writing wants to write a Power Rangers comic so bad, and like he's got the skills, he can do it, and blah blah blah. And, and she showed she showed um, the editor my work and was like, "Well, damn! If I'd known this, we'd have got brought him on a long time ago." Brought me on, wrote that story, and I was like, "Okay, this is off the bucket list." See, and what, what, yeah. you, what you don't realize is somebody at Hasbro, they they fuck with you and they fuck with this podcast, and then they they listen. <laughs> Everyone they, fucks with this podcast. Facts. And then they're going to listen to this and they're going to say, damn, man, Sean roasted the prices of these action figures. And you don't realize the love and the care we put into this Dino Thunder set. Um, yeah, Mr. Hasbro's not, not going <laughs> yeah. yeah. listen, 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 my friend. Listen, my friend. The quality control. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this as politely as possible. I bought a two-pack. It was a two-pack Power Rangers, and it was from, like, the Boom, from, like, the, the Boom stuff where, like, all the Rangers switch colors. Mm-hmm. So, like, red then became yellow, yellow became red, and it's, like, so it's, like, Trini and, and with red and Jason and yellow. Yeah. Okay? I bought that. I t- I, and I paid, because, I, like, I don't pay full price, and I paid full price. Paid retail yeah. money. I paid retail. Yeah. In this economy. Mm. I paid retail. With the white man running everything up. No offense there to the white folks in here, because I love y'all. Um, they don't answer my phone calls. Yeah, we hold them. <laughs> okay. And I pulled them. I pulled the figures out, and literally, I could hold them by the head, and they just did the rattlesnake. Oh well, fuck Hasbro. <laughs> oh, like, I don't know rattlesnake ass figures. Yeah, I don't know rattlesnake ass Power Ranger figures. Just, they was I hate just, that they shit. They was blowing in the wind, fam. Well, fuck Hasbro <laughs> and, and fuck that line of Rangers and fuck you, Mister Hasbro. Fuck all that. I don't want to make a Power Rangers comic, so fuck it. I say, <laughs> yeah, I take back everything I said. And what are you working on right now, aside from working yourself up about Hasbro? Uh, so. uh... Yeah, we're gonna be here all day if we go through everything you're doing. At this moment in time, I'm working on uh, trying to get into that next top ten sexiest men list. Mm, you made mine. You were number three. No, nah, I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get on. Uh, I'm trying to get on the the one for for 2025. I think they got 24 already locked in. I'm well, you gotta to... you gotta move up. You're like yeah. you're like. Forklift certified hottest dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Next yeah. Step up from that. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Forklift certified yeah. hottest dude. Like, like right now, I might be, I might be like, I might be like top five sexiest at the at the uh, the seven brew. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe sexiest dude at the Penn Station or something. Okay. Top ten sexiest in bootleg Adidas. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Us, and the, in the middle stripe slims. The mid diet. The mid diet slim. <laughs> All right. So I work. So right now I am working on. Uh, I'm working on a uh, showcase called Mad Wavy. So we have two in the bag. Yep. And uh we have one 
that we're te- technically it's not an official Mad Wavy event, but we're hosting on the 11th. So uh, close friend friends of ours. So DJ Just Me, uh, uh, Shiesty Christ, and uh, I am Wham or uh, Eleven AM. I have not met that brother yet, but I'm excited to meet him. But they're they're doing uh, whole album performances on on the 11th. So I'm gonna uh, be out there with my guy Tony Wavy, and we're gonna do what we do at Mad Wavy, which is uh, showcase hip hop, R and B, all of the things. Showcase plus live art. Mm-hmm. So it's a, you know in the vein of what we do, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, at the foundation and Brown Sugar and stuff. But we're going to do it kind of consolidated a little bit to host for our guys. And then we'll have another one the following weekend after. But that, yeah, so that showcase in particular is just, yeah, it's uh, it's live art and uh, celebrating local art, local hip-hop artists. Uh, I, I would definitely say it's for any performer. But we're definitely putting our cape on for... for uh, Hip hop first, just because you know, mm-hmm. you know, local hip hop <clears throat> often being underrepresented, and, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, aside from aside from Mad Wavy, Hard Justice is out. It is released. Yes, it is, it is in the world. It is in the world, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm just gonna say, I think this is probably some of the illest work that I've done. I'm very since Warden's Watch, since yes, since Warden's Watch, but no, legit, it will be available at Richmond Comic Con. It will be, it will be available at Richmond Comic Con, and I'm already working on the second one, and uh, also finishing up some comic projects that I had to kind of table for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you know the the uh, Kaiju effect and our uh, the next Warden's Watch short story and things like that. also, I am actively a Lex Arts board member. So mm-hmm. with that, um, when do you sleep? Oh shit! You know I catch I catch it running okay. on the couch when he's supposed to be playing yeah. Samurai Warriors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> nah, uh, yeah. So I'm actively a Lex Arts board member. So uh, so I'm I'm always in the mix of community arts related functions and stuff. So I'm always trying to I'm looking for oppor- I'm looking for opportunities to uh, elevate urban arts and the quote unquote non traditional arts because you know the fine arts community has had a leg up for a very very long time. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's creators like ourselves that and need they've them. had their nose up. For a very, very long long time. Yes. And part of my part of my function on that board outside of the the general representation that people speak to, right? Mm -hmm. Is also to make sure that the non traditional art forms, the urban art forms and everything are getting a fair shake in the spaces that everybody else does. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and also representing parts of the uh Parts of the community that typically are very underserved. So, you know, going to the north side of town, stuff like that. And then doing my, and, and then kind of stepping outside of the bounds of what typical board members would do. Like, there's a lot of people that don't pop up in the community centers and things like that. So, it's already the work that I've been doing. But now doing it as a board member with a few more resources. So, like, making sure people's voices can be heard in the proper places and put in, uh, putting uh, spotlights on things that nobody's paying attention to and children nobody's necessarily speaking to and 
those types of things. So all the all the up and coming comic things aside, uh, very much community arts driven work is uh, we'll see you'll see uh, you'll see comic drops in between community arts things in between mad wavy announcements and yeah i'm just gonna keep on moving the pen around and making sure uh make sure people are uh you know talking to black folks just make sure you <laughs> just make sure your head hits a pillow every so often okay it definitely does it definitely right. does. i actually sleep way better now than i was okay. Okay. okay yeah yeah i spent so much time trying to get shit off the ground that finally things started to kind of you know, touch us together properly. So now, now it is easier for me to get to sleep and still get the shit done. Also, you and I might have to have words soon. I, I always had the best hair in the room, but you're starting to give me a run for it. Right, man, well, you know, you've been sexier for longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know. It's, Can't yeah. be on top forever. Nah, yeah. man. Nah, man. Tyson Fury just got knocked out. If that Again? <laughs> <laughs> Also, hey, remember when you said we weren't going to have a seven-minute intro? Yeah, that's fair. We're 17 minutes in now. So. Hey, we and just, we, just went straight into the show. Yeah, well, that's yeah, true. I thought we kind of introed yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. I tried yeah. to give you a countdown. And we yeah. did gunshots. Yes. Thank you. That's true. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought the gunshots meant that yeah. like, yeah. Was, we was in there. So, I mean, you know, you don't get to... You, 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 you hate talking about it, but you don't get to ask them what they're doing and then not talk about what you're working on. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, at the Richmond Comic and Toy Con. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Richmond Comic and Toy Con. Um, I will have two new prints available, and that's it. Hey. Will, you have, will you have copies of Kentucky Kaiju? <laughs> I'll have copies of Kentucky Kaiju. Will, I'll, I, will, I always have copies. Will of you have them. copies of Bleed Leaders? Nope. What other that comic books? doesn't exist uh, right okay. now in okay. in, in, it, in its uh, old in its old form. In its old form. Okay. Uh, really? More news on that as it okay. develops. Will you, will you have any copies of the books that you've collaborated on with Jim Mafood at your table? I will not, but I will have my variant to Hard Justice number one. Oh. So if you are if you are a collector. There are two different covers to Hard Justice Number One. You got damn right. He, he so you got to get them both. He got stuff. See, we just had to get him out there to, to talk true. about it. Well, he had true. stuff. That's I, uh, he was just, just going to talk about. Justin was only going to talk about the two prints. Look at all that stuff all. he got. Just hey, Justin, Justin got Justin always got some, Justin always got some shit brewing. Yeah, he do. I know. I I know. Uh, me 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 and Justin thrown a bunch of shit at the wall here mm-hmm. recently. So mm-hmm. I'm very that's a, now. If if anything. What I'm most excited about is some of the shit that we've talked about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm excited about doing some. I'm excited about doing more work with the homies. Getting yeah. on, getting a, that next Hard Justice, that next Warden's Watch joint. Some joints with you. All right. I'm trying to try to do some full circle shit. Oh, oh go well, ahead, Chris. What are you going to have at Richmond and uh, Comic and Toy Show aside from sore balls? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, as. Anything that's ten pounds and under, I will have. With <laughs> um, Nine point eight pounds. Yes, uh, but no, I'll have the original Warden's Watch. I always carry that with me. It's my baby. Um, you know, and I'll have a lot of uh, the work I've I've done in the past. You know, hasn't hasn't gone stale yet. So I'm gonna keep on touting that around until somebody comes and and uh, takes pity on this poor soul and buys it from me. Um, you know, and like Bryce said, uh, we have uh, 
a short story Warren's Watch coming out, which I think is a really cool concept that mm-hmm. we kind of fell into. Um, Bryce came to me originally and said, hey, I want to do a comic, a Warren's Watch comic that doesn't have any words. And I was like, all right. So I started writing. And then I got back to him. And I was like, well, what about if it just has uh, like a, what would you call it? Like a short story or or a long intro? I don't even know. What it's kind of like a poem. Yeah, it, yeah, oh, like, yeah. Like a so like a prose. And yeah, some mm-hmm. illustration type. Yeah, stuff. yeah. At, at the beginning, it's it's kind of like a long form poem. It doesn't rhyme, mm-hmm. so so you know, mm-hmm. um, poem to a certain extent. We all know poems have to rhyme, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a long form poem that kind of introduces the character. Because for those who don't know, Warden's Watch is an anthology, um, and if you would like to know more about it, come to my table at Richmond Comic and Toy Con. Um, I was about to go into a rant right there. I saved myself. Um, I know, right? Gross. I I don't want to speak for the three of you, but the three uh, artists. You're an artist too, but you write. Mm -hmm. Uh, Illustrators. Illustrators, that's the word. Yes. I do drugs. Um, <laughs> Are y'all going to be doing commissions? Yep. Yeah. I'll do commissions. I mean, you have to understand, when you get a commission at a comic book convention, and you want it that same day, it's going to be quick, and it's going to be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, I'll leave it at that. It, it, it's like a little Caesar's pizza. It's hot, and it's ready. Is it's it good? good? It's hot and it's ready. <laughs> it's hot and ready, baby. Yeah, and and you'll you'll pay the the the, the market price for it. Yeah, I'm uh, and I'll say this. I will say this. If you ask for a commission, I'll ask you if I can mail it. And oh, if yeah. you say no, then it's hot right, and ready. It's hot and ready. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely doing uh, commissions because as this podcast from the date of this podcast recording, I have not uh, renewed my tags. So, I'm doing. <laughs> you need tag money. I do, yeah, yeah. We'll go ahead and get some tag bread. And, and just so the, the <laughs> listeners know, Mr. Bryce Oakway's uh, birthday is in the first quarter of the year. We are now in the fourth quarter. That's some banking terms for it. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll tell you the story about getting pulled over and my tags were almost two years out of date. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who are you wait a minute wait a here, me or him? The room. The room. Yo, yo, tags. Big spot since the first quarter. <laughs> yo, black ass ain't got no tags that we about to hit. We in quarter four. We in quarter four. Anybody? Negro, hey, you have made yourself a target. Look, look hey, look. We're, we're in the fourth quarter, Bryce. Freezes are going on. Holidays are coming up. People got to work these tickets go, I'm only to get going, that bonus. I'm only going a handful of places, man. It's real shit happening in the world. Ain't nobody looking at that sticker. No cops be looking. <laughs> no cops be looking. Richmond is in is in is on November 11th and 12th. You, you got plenty of time. You feel me? Plenty of time. You feel me? I, I, but I want you to understand. You better have your tags before you go to Richmond Comic Con because it's at Eastern Kentucky University. Now you do know, like one of the biggest police schools in the state of Kentucky is man, around the Eastern Kentucky. Man, they students. They students, man. So uh, they're looking to to impress. Ah, that's fair. If I see you with a starter jacket before you get your tags, we're gonna have words. I'm from Queens, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Bryce is gonna get some white out and a sharpie. Come at me with this. I put the. uh, I've been practicing my lettering, man. I'm changing. (laughs) 
Dude, the, price, that sticker. the price of the members only jackets went up. We'll talk. We'll talk about that off air. Okay, that's still happening, but yeah. the, the jump from sixty to ninety. Damn. Yeah, it wasn't a small jump. Hey, real, real life though, I just got. I just forgot about. I forgot about <laughs> for six months. Yeah, seven bro. months. Yeah, bro. Yo, like, like, it's it's <laughs> man, man, you know it's real shit going on, man. Like, I, I want to. Like, I understand thirty. I even let you go sixty, but like there comes a time in every person's life where you got to realize. Also, <laughs> I can't judge. I was like, my tags were twenty three months out of date when I got pulled over in Henderson. So, hey, you know, I had to make a court appearance for it. But, but, Damn. but you. You were reflective in the sun, Chris. There's there's a difference yeah, there. Yeah. Dude, I'm so white, I'm reflective in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of... I know right right now, I got, I, I'm got. i going to have to have a whole... I got to have a whole trip. Like, I just got to be at the county courts to just discuss some things. Is your license expired, too? No. Okay. Good. I just... I got tags and parking tickets. I got to be out there. there I'm out is. there, man. Look, I'm out there. I'm living. On, I'm living on the edge right now, y'all. They call the 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 lady, the parking dot com lady. She was uh, uh she she came through. I caught her putting the. Uh, I was at Lexar so the parking lot. She was putting the putting the sticker on my on my whip. I was like, oh hey 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 hey. Uh, I got the last two. Can you just act like you ain't see me? And she was like. I, we got we got we got the picture. They got my, already printed. They are there. Yeah, they printed, but they got actual photos. Mm. They actual photos. They have a picture of my ass getting out the car. I was like, damn, I can't even say this is me. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>, you got <laughs> nothing, you man. Can't, you can't pull no shaggy and Rick Rock do scent on this one. Yeah, bro. parking tickets and tags. I just gotta go down there and just be like, look, y'all, how can we? Hold on, are we, glaz- are we are we just glazing over the fact that he made a shaggy? It wasn't me reference. <laughs> no, 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 I'm taking no, it. No, no, okay. No, no, no. We go, we, yeah, we absorb that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's just... Okay. It's the year of all So anyway, comfort. if you come to Richmond Comic and Toy Con, <laughs> and you see Mr. Bryce O'Quay at his table, he could use a few funds. So yeah, if you're looking for yeah, a commission, yes. you know... Yeah, now, now, remember, yesterday's price is not today's yeah. price. Right. So you got to pay today's oh, yeah. price. I'm right. Inflation, today's parking tag. tickets, I'm saying, tags. I'm yes. not trying to pay for these parking tickets out of Mad Hundreds money. <laughs> yeah, nah, man. Hundreds, where's my shirt? Where is, oh, damn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did ask for one. Yeah, and now you're going to get a shirt ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and like and that, on top of that, your tag's going to have bonus fees on them because you don't wait until the fourth quarter. No, they don't, they, they nah. don't do that. They don't do that here? No, no, trust nah, me, I had to go pay the tag. I had to pay two years worth of tags in 2018. Oh, nah, there, there's a cap to it. There's a cap They're not doing yeah. bonus fees because they okay. know if they put that bonus on there, I'm not coming until next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying that bonus before Christmas. Are you crazy? <laughs> Hell nah. You gonna get that bonus around my? You gonna get my bonus around my next birthday? So <laughs> this is the kind of fun conversation you can expect at Richmond Comic and Toy Con. Yes, yes. Um, be joined there by some of my other, um, like my my podcast friends from the Nerd Bites Network. Dustin Cottle will be there, and then from Page and Panel, my buddy Dakota is gonna be there as well. Uh, we'll be out kind of doing, I think we, like that collective is technically, I think we are the official media of the Richmond Comic Con Show. Oh, yeah. snap. Like oh, we man. are, we, yeah. Nice. Are, do, do you get like one of those, those news, newsy hats with the, with the card in it? This I, is wish. Press. I wish. I wish. Like, yes. but no, like it's, it's, it's very. I've got a fedora. Do you need one? 
I have two questions. Mm. Why do you have a fedora mm. and no? <laughs> well, the second one's not a question, Chris. He has a fedora no? because he's a baddie. Okay, that's better. Um, but no, my father-in-law got drunk one night and gave me a fedora. Does it fit? Yeah. I've met Scott. Like, I mean, Yeah, it, apparently he got... He, he had gotten a fedora that was like three sizes too big for his head, and then alcohol-induced, he thought, let me give this to my son-in-law, and now I have a Because allow me to make a reference for just Chris and Sean Pryor. I feel like it was a King of the Ring 1995, Mabel versus Shawn Michaels thing, <laughs> when Shawn walks up, grabs the crown, can like go around his entire head on it, so yes. it's very clear he wasn't winning. Yes. yes. I knew I'd get you. Yes. I knew I'd get you. Yes. Anytime you talk about WWF, you know, the racism from Vince just kills me. And especially if I'm bringing up 95 and Mabel. 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 Uh, Mabel. A.K.A. Viscera. Big Daddy V. Big Daddy who became, yeah. Every time, like, Mabel is one of those names that make me think of... Slavery. The the mammy from Tom and Jerry, where they never saw her face. Yeah. That's that's immediately what I think Mabel. Slavery... Tom yeah. and Jerry, it's, yeah, 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 that's just yeah. linked, right? Yeah, man, I, you know, I, I don't want to put slavery on Tom and Jerry, but that mammy, yeah, yeah. yeah now, fair now, enough. Now, what one thing they did do though in the '90s, early 2000s, they redubbed her voice, and it was um, comedian Thea Vidal who mm. redubbed her, redubbed the voice, so it sounded, you know, less stereotypical. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounded way less stereotypical. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I because like, I didn't I, know that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that like in the late, yeah, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, Warner uh, Warner Brothers went ahead and just did that. They was like, yeah, let's clean this up. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, you know, well, that's when they like, that's when they ditched Speedy Gonzalez and everything too. Right? Yeah, no, no, no. They didn't. They had, they technically ditched Speedy two times. Okay. Um, in the ninety, like in the late nineties, early two thousands, and then again, um. A couple years after, there was like a the new Looney Tunes show that was on Cartoon Network where they all lived in the suburbs, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I fucking loved. I thought that cartoon was fucking <laughs> was Speedy, great. Was Speedy in Space Jam? Uh, mm, I don't know if Speedy was in Space Jam. Yes. Was but, but in that Looney Tunes show, Speedy was in, lived in the suburbs with them too. And then like they went like they went through another round of okay, we we can't do this anymore. And so they were like, no more Speedy. And so, and, it, and he wasn't even stereotypical. He was still just fast, but he was just like, "Yo, man, I'm just in the suburbs." Like, y'all, I'm, yeah. if I'm here for this pizza. What, what, what's What's funny to me is that Speedy wasn't even the problem. It was his cousin Slowpoke Slow Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, that was the problem. That was yeah. the problem. That was yeah. yeah. And no, he was not. Well, see, that's why they were struggling against the Monstars, because if Speedy was there, he'd have been a great point guard. I'm oh, so yeah. saying. Yeah, he would have been like the new God Champion. Well, no, it Ooh. says they didn't take him off the air until 1999. Yes. And he is in Space Jam too, mm-hmm. but we don't talk about that one. No, who's faster, Speedy or Roadrunner? Speedy, Speedy. Okay, Speedy. no, they've, they've, there's a voice credit for Speedy Gonzalez for the original Space Jam. Okay, Word. Yeah, okay, bad. So. Yeah, man, but no, like, yeah, Speedy. If, if Speedy got more more playtime, he would have been the new guy champion. You said that so absolutely. Speedy's really faster than Roadrunner. Oh yeah, you say so. No Who's question. Say? He doesn't weigh as much. Right. Damn science. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're right. Yep. <laughs> he came at you like Thomas. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I will that's say, though, I still will say the Roadrunner did run so fast that it pulled up the road off of the ground. I mean, that's that a is force. true. That is true. Yes. That is true. Yes. Well, faster does not mean stronger. Stronger, Roadrunner. Faster, 
Speed Gonzalez. Okay. Mm. Science. Okay. 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 Mm. Y'all remember Beekman's World? Yes. Yeah, they taught me how to uh, take care of my zits. <laughs> there was an episode where the rat had a big old zit on his nose, and he was like, "I'm gonna pop it." He's like, "Don't do that. Use hydrogen peroxide, and then take care of it and keep it dry." I was like, "Oh, thanks, Beekman's World." We couldn't have program. You, you couldn't program this better. No, you no, see this how we is went, fantastic. We went, we, we, we went from Looney Tunes, Speedy Gonzalez, Roadrunner, Science, Beekman's World, uh, uh, back yeah. to the rap, connecting I'm to Speedy. I'm here for all of it. You feel that? I'm yeah. here for all of it. Hey yeah. man, I'm, I'm, just just waiting, I'm just waiting for Mr. Wizard to show up. That's we saw, all. we saw well rounded. Yeah. Mr. Wizard, he hated those kids. Man, yes he did. He hated. He, them. he was so mean to them damn yeah. kids. He was like, "Look at you, you dumb. Give me that." And he take it. He do it himself. Every time. Of course it doesn't fizz, idiot. How are you going to get this rocket off the ground, Claire? Let me just yank it from I'm also going to have to put like a, a, an earbud warning on this episode because it's like, hey, if you don't like the sound of raucous laughter loudly in your ears, maybe listen to this one through speakers. Yo, all I remember is, is that like when I lived in Middletown, Ohio, at a, like in high school, we had to be at school by like seven o five in the morning, and so you get up at six fifteen in the morning. Like I had a little TV in my room, and I turn on the TV. I was like, "Let me see what Nickelodeon playing." And it was always Mr. Wizard at like six six o'clock because they was like, "Listen, don't nobody want to see this grumpy motherfucker no more." So just play him at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because you had it was either Mr. Wizard or if you went to PBS, that was Captain Kangaroo. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, oh, like OG so, because the thing is, is that also, if I wanted to, like, watch, like, at that time, the local Fox affiliate, it was Gumby from, like, 6 to 7. And I was like, I am not watching y'all try to bring Gumby back. I do not want to watch them old-ass Gumbies because that shit's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn what nobody say. Gumby creepy as fuck. Now, so. I kind of I fucked with Gumby. Gumby weird, bro. Like, no, it's, just, kinda, it's just weird. I kind of fucked with Gumby a little bit. But, Gumby and Pokey. <laughs> yeah. All, all I know is. And Prickle. Prickle. Yeah, the homie Prickle. Nah, I kind of rocked with Gumby. I'm going to be honest with you. Yo, all, all, I know, all I know is is that, like, for, for, like, my freshman and sophomore year of high school, Mr. Wizard, like, prepared me for abusive teachers. Oh, no. Mm. Yikes. Straight up. Because, Mr. Yeah. Like, like, like kids said, Mr. Wizard was mean to them kids, dog. Like, you know, because the kids couldn't answer right away. He's just like, man, just give me this. This is my segment. Wow. And just do it. And then they get back, thank you, Mr. Wizard. Get see, the fuck a, out of my face. See, this is generational you know. separations right there. Because I don't really, I don't, I don't remember Captain Kangaroo, any of that stuff. Like, Captain Kangaroo was like the, I, like, I, I, like, that's the age difference between you and I. Like, I vaguely remember Captain Kangaroo. Like, yeah, yeah, it was something right. I was watching. Like, I remember watching that before we moved to Lexington. So, like, late yeah, 80s. Yeah. So. Yeah, Because yeah. I, I remember, I remember, depending on the channel. So, like, the, you had, like, you had Fox, ABC, and I think it was either CBS or NBC, and, like, each of the morning blocks. I remember Beatman, Beatman's World and Ninja Turtles and one other joint, maybe Bill Nye or whatever. They were, like, maybe all on the same channel. Mm-hmm. And then the ABC ones, I remember if you got it real early. There was the Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon, mm-hmm. and then afterwards they played that weird ass Free Willy cartoon where they put the English voice, bo- they put the voice box on it. Yep, yep, you remember that? <laughs> and then they had Bump in the Night, and then they went on to play like some like Disney shit. Mm-hmm. And then the Fox joints were all Fox was the one. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Fox was the one with Power Rangers and X Men, mm-hmm. Silver Surfer, and the Marvel Block. Yeah. yeah, we had ripped cable when I was when I was growing up, and so we got the WGN channel. Oh yeah. And yeah. if I was staying home sick, I always watched Bozo the Clown yeah. because oh, yeah. I'd always scream at those kids throwing that ping pong ball into that ninth bucket and always missing. Yeah. It's You're like for a hundred dollar bill, it's like it's not that much, and you just. See, I remember, I remember that on UPN real early. You ready for yeah. me to make Ken mad? Yes. Did you ever see the episode that CM Punk was on? Of Bozo the Clown? He was on Bozo. He did Because they taped in Chicago when he was like eight. He was one of the contestants on Bozo. How did he do? <laughs> did he hit that ninth bucket? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> uh, I saw the clip like years he ago. Did, but then he made a big fucking deal of <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, again, I'm, 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 I'm going to actually bring it back to the con. I'm going to bring it back to the con for a minute. Uh, so, you know, like, Richmond's a, a, a smaller show. The last time we did this was LCTC. We, we all sat down and talked about that. Like, you know, LCTC brings in, what, twenty five to 30,000 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, people through the door. Uh, a show like Richmond isn't going to do that. At, at, at this point, you know, it's it's still kind of in its infancy and everything, but, like... As a creator, as someone like hustling and doing that kind of stuff, which show do you like? What type of show do you prefer? Uh, I'd say the smaller ones. I mean, honestly, because here's here's the problem with the bigger ones: is you're sitting at a table and you're trying to get people to notice your stuff, and there is such a big crowd, <clears throat> it turns into people just shuffling past yeah. because there's a wave of people behind them and they can't stop to actually look at your stuff. Mm-hmm. When you have a smaller show. Usually, people come in actually looking to find something unique, and not just going there for the spectacle. That's what like Lexicon, LCTC, whatever you want to call it. There's a bit of a spectacle to it, and just walking past celebrity booths, getting signatures, things like that. But when you have a smaller show like this, people can actually stop, take a breath, look at your stuff, talk to you, interact. And I think, for for me anyway, that's more fun. Even though I do really enjoy, still really enjoy LCTC. So. Yeah. Yeah, like the smaller show, you just have a situation of normally smaller shows, it's a, it's a lower price, lower lower price point of entry, okay? Mm-hmm. And the people that are going there, a lot of times if you've got that lower price point entry, that means that like they'll have a couple extra dollars. And so now you've got a better opportunity to have your customers spend money, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, and like people can take chances. And then for some people who can't get into like Lexington, who can't drive out to Lexington or drive to any other con, if it's but this show is near them as their local show, it's like, oh, okay, well this is cool. We got our own show, so like I got money for this. Mm-hmm. So like you know, so like it's kind of like a local economy type thing, yeah. and so like the opportunities are there. But you like and with audiences, you never know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you never know. Yeah. But like we got two days instead of one. We have a better environment to be in. You know, be at Eaton, Eastern Kentucky University instead of a mall that had no that had no ventilation. You know what I mean? And but so, it did have hot fries. It did have hot fries. Those were good hot fries. And the Claire's. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. That old that old lady who was working at that Claire's, she was real angry that we walked through her store. You that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and Payless Shoe Source was not happy about us either. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, who was coming to Payless Shoe Source in like in 2019? Like who doing a right mind mm-hmm. is going to pay less in this era of shoe carnival? Yeah, I 
Pay, think about it. Listen, listen. I, I know. I know times are hard. I'm going to get back to to Richmond Comic and, and Toy Con, like, because I appreciate the fact that like we are all guests of that show, and you know, and that the Friends with Benefits uh, Podcast Network, um, they are the official media media sponsor of the show. I think that's great. They are the spokespeople of the show, so we we are here to give positivity to the show, and we want to have a fantastic time. Just let me say this about Payless. <laughs> the, the views and opinions of John Pryor do not necessarily <laughs> coincide with Friends of Benefits for Richard Tomic and Toycon. Listen. Thank you. Listen. If you go to a Payless shoe, shoe store in 2023 for, for the ones that still exist, and, like, you can't find, like, one name brand shoe, I understand times is hard, and we all ain't got money, okay? I get it. I've been there myself as I've been there. Trust me. Trust me. But, like, when you got to dedicate your $10 to a pair of BG Pros, there is a problem. If you don't let people rock their BG Pros. <laughs> no. If you don't let people have no. their BG Pros. No. People are on T-Mu. <laughs> it's okay. No, not team. <laughs> hey, 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 don't don't knock team up. I'm saying, man. Hey, man. man. I get so many team packages to my house. Oh, that, saying, that boot, bootleg shit, bro. No, man. Oh, these things are hideous. <laughs> look, look, listen. If if Kanye West can sell a five thousand dollar potato sack. Then BG Pro would be just fine. No, man, you out there embarrassing these kids in BG Pro. <laughs> out there embarrassing these children. BG Pros are more responsible for bullying. Exactly. Hey, exactly. Hey, that's listen, crazy. listen. I will take a child to Walmart and buy him a pair of Shaq shoes before I will buy them a pair of BG Pros. You know, like, Shaq ain't been with Reebok in God knows how long, but you they got, the, got them Shaq dunk shoes over the white, at Walmart. The white, black, and red and ones? Yes. <laughs> yes. Not yep. the end ones like went up in price. Those used to be you used to be able to get those for like twenty bucks. Those are like forty five dollars. All the all the all like the all the, the champions made to come back. The retro joints, yeah, yeah. and one champion. Yo, all that shit's back. Pony Pony brought back their version of the Jordans, the wings. Yeah, but and, I can't and find got the, and got the nerve to be charging money for. Them. I can't find a pair of black high top ponies to save my fucking life though. Because <laughs> yeah, the hipsters bought them all, fam. I'm right here. <laughs> Chris doesn't have a pair. Yeah, I can pair. <laughs> I got my skinny jeans, my independent wrestling shirt well, the, on, my like well, nerd glasses. The, hip, the hair? The, my god, the hair. The hipsters or the people that have black Air Force energy but a limited budget. Oh, no, no. Or, or no, black monarch energy mm. and a limited budget. Mm. Mm. See. Okay. Cause see, like, that's like some streets of rage shit. That's <laughs> 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 on your ass, man. Listen, God. like, like Black Air Force energy is one thing, but Black Monarch energy is a whole different beast. Bro. Yikes! That's a whole different beast. So he, that's where you hit a motherfucker with a trash can and eat the apple for health. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Man. yes. But on, hey, but on one hundred twenty nine dollars for the pony knockoffs. For the pony wings, yes, sir. I can get a pair of actual Air Jordans cheaper than that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You are paying for not nostalgic bullshit. Like, and they have the gall, the caucasity, and the audacity to be charging one twenty nine. <laughs> These things are fucking hideous. But on the Richmond uh, <laughs> comic convention, um, I I'm uh, so mad right now. <laughs> I, I co-signed everything the homie said. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> all of all of all yeah, of the, the, the smaller the smaller cons are better because yes. you have people who who own it who are like like Sean said this is my hometown this is my show so yes. this is what I'm going to support yes you have 
problems with a lot of the mid-range shows where they become celebrity petting zoos, mm-hmm. where it's mm, just come... Like, celebrity petting zoos, that's, that's really good. Isn't yeah. it? Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. like, like, come look at all these guys and get their autographs yeah. and whatever. Mm-hmm. Look, it's Chuck Norris. Right. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you have the, like... <laughs> But then you have the the San Diego cons, the New York cons, the C two E twos that are a step above that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of your mid range cons are very much like that. Like come yeah. see this person who was in The Walking Dead for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, yep. Whereas the smaller shows are a lot more. They're 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 smaller in in principle because you get to see everything at the show. You get to experience everything at the show. Yeah. Whereas the mid-range and big shows, you have to pick a day yep. to do everything, yep. and you have to pick another day to do all the other things. Yeah. Well, and and it gives it gives you a great opportunity to really, you know, tap in locally and with with people that support you because it's kind of uh, it's it's kind of slept on that uh, because you know let social media tell it your following is purely uh, going to be internet-based all over the world and all the things that you got to tap in on the internet and whatever. But in actuality, the best way, I think, to sustain yourself as a creator is to, you know, do deal, deal, with, deal with people locally first. Have your... Mm. Support your community. Tap in with your, 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 your artists, your friends, your loved ones, and just build around you. And everybody will support you and in turn, you know... So, so, so support the scene with your art as well and like local shows local shows smaller shows allow you to do that mm-hmm. you know because everybody that comes out to these things are people that are very familiar with us as a collective mm-hmm. us separately mm-hmm. we support each other they support us we show love it gives us time to be intimate and all of the things I think we got it I think we need to like have a little bit more of that <coughs> energy like just generally create as creatives moving forward, we need a little bit more of that energy. I think some of the grand scheme things have kind of uh, gotten a little bit out of hand. Mm. And we, from our conversation, mm. to quote the homie. As a matter of fact, you say your quote. Get it right here about drilling down. Drilling down reverberates out more than just shooting something into the air, hoping mm-hmm. that you'll hit something. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. When, you, when you drill down. You create vibrations that rattle throughout, you know, mm. all all of the earth, yes. right? All of the shit that's beneath you. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's super important. Not that we're yeah, above anyone. Not that we're above yeah. anyone. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, you, if you aim high, but you don't know what you're aiming at, you're gonna miss no yeah. matter what. If you're just shooting shit into the air, hoping something will hit. That doesn't work, and you don't know where. It, if it does hit something, you don't don't know where it lands. Exactly, all the thing. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just I don't know. I think that I think that uh, I mean, you know, and I, I from my experiences in my career thus far, I've definitely had so much more of a better, better, more healthy experience. Something that's a bit more fruitful and just beneficial. The more that I tap in locally, and and you know, not to not to be preachy in any way. But you know, serving my community and also you know pushing pushing the arts and the things to the people around me. It's first, a, you'll yeah. be surprised to find how many people are doing the same kind of thing that you are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. locally. Absolutely. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. And, and, and whether or not, like you'll 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 be shocked. Yeah. Guaranteed, you'll be shocked. Whether it's art, music, 
yep. directing, like whatever. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and I can give you a perfect example. Like, um, it was all, yep. an old uh, friend of mine <clears throat> who I hadn't talked to it forever, but we were connected on social media. She saw what I was doing and, and, and how I was doing it and going to conventions and things like that. She saw the post on uh, Richmond Comic and Toy Con that I, that I was being featured there. Shout out to them, obviously, because we're doing this for that. Anyway, um, she reached out to me and said, hey, me and a, a friend of mine uh, want to get into do it comic book conventions. We'd like to sit down and, and pick your brain. So we we had a conversation about our conversation, and I was just sharing all the knowledge that I've accumulated, that we've accumulated, mm-hmm. and then shared that with her. Now she's up in the Northeast, so so it's a different vibe over there. Just because you know, locally, uh, you're always going to have different aspects, right? Regions are going to be different. Regions, yeah, yeah. 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 territories, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like and so, but no, just sharing that knowledge rather than just trying to make TikToks on the internet, right. trying to give out supposed. Mm-hmm. wisdom and nobody hearing it because again you're shooting out in the air rather than doing that i'm shared that with her so then if she starts doing comic book conventions starts working hard on that and then she learn, learn or uh, meet somebody on that end and starts sharing that knowledge with them mm-hmm. that's that's exactly what you're talking about that's yeah. that's where you're, you're drilling down and you're feeling those verbi- reverberations out there yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah no definitely 100%. We need, yeah we need we need a little bit more we need a little bit more of that uh, the energy, you know, step, step in. Not necessarily. I don't like to say stepping backwards, but just kind of reconnecting, and in, in in the proper ways. That's what that's what I think it is. Yeah, yeah. seeing who's who's around you. Exactly, exactly. So like, yeah, uh, uh, a, a Richmond show to to a creator that's looking at things that's purely from like the you know. Well, it's not it's not C two E two or whatever. It's like well, but nah, but that's the right. benefit. That's yeah, what that's what's amazing. Yeah, and if you're a person who attends Richmond Comic and Toy Con just as as a, a fan, as an attendee, like you're gonna see people who really give a shit about what they're doing. Absolutely, yeah. Right, like all the people yeah. that you're gonna meet in Artist Alley really care about trying to make a thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and everybody that everybody that comes. It's coming from a place of just like you know they love they love this they love it they're fans and they want to see people nearby that are doing the thing that they love and and because people want to people want to support the people around them mm-hmm. in some way form or fashion if you like you like music and you find out somebody's making music you like nearby you want to you want to be at the show right. you want to mm-hmm. do the things yeah and so, I and I can tell you how many times people <clears throat> have come to our tables. Um, all of us independently or together and just mm-hmm. gone, how'd you do this? Yeah. Like, well, just, it, right. it seems like a foreign concept to them. And when they see somebody locally who is creating, who can be creative, you don't have to follow a set thing of rules. Yeah. You can do your own thing um, mm-hmm. and you can be, you can produce mm-hmm. it independently. And, and yeah, that's, I, I think that's part of it too. Yes, absolutely. And like I said before, it's just the, the fact you also have, the entry fee is lower to get in, and that that's a big help because you know if folks want to spend money, they'll have money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like spending like one hundred and twenty-five dollars on like a four-day pass, and you're like, okay, and like if you say, for instance, you got a family, so now you've probably spent close to three hundred, four hundred dollars 
to get your whole family in. And you're like, okay, yeah. What now? What now? <laughs> you know, so yeah. then it becomes a situation where it becomes like the convention is now kind of like an amusement park. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, it's and like, like taking them to Disney World. Right. And, it, yeah. and, it's, and there's no shade in like what shows charge for what they charge because we don't know what these convention centers are, are like, you know, hoisting over people and whatnot. Sure. You just, you never know. Um, as far as fees and other and other BS, but it just like smaller shows just give you a better opportunity. Um, give you just give you a better opportunity because you just like you never know, you never know what audience you're going to get no matter the size of the show. You know, you always just try to do your best with what you are presented with at all times, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and like you can't walk in, you can't walk into shows like the thing is, and I, I had to learn this a few years ago. Like, I don't walk into shows thinking, okay, I got to hit this goal, hit this many sales, and this is just like, you can't predict that shit. You can't. Like, you can't. Like, yeah, you just literally just have to go in and says, okay, whatever is presented, I would do the best I can. And that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You can't be walking in here and being like, well, I, I definitely got to make $500 because I got to cover this, 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 and this. And it's like, it, it don't work that way. Right. It doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. It's, right. you know... It's whatever you're presented with. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, and I mean, in, in another aspect of the smaller shows, and, and let's be honest, some people who are in these fandoms that enjoy comic book conventions sometimes might be intimidated by large crowds. Yeah. Small shows gives them that opportunity. So you, And that's another thing, too, is you might see a person who is go- going to their first comic book convention because they couldn't do another one or intimidated by another one and they ended up showing up here and then they're just in awe and those are the best people to, to, to meet initially because you know they're 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 blown away by everything and you can just kind of connect with them you know creatively with that that's great shout, shout out to the people that are uh, running the Richmond show as well they're really awesome and they obviously give a damn Todd, yes. Todd is uh, yeah. just such a good dude and yeah. like yeah. When, because they had a booth at uh, Scarefest last weekend. Uh, mm. I, I'm blanking on the name of this comic shop right now, and I feel terrible about that. But, Comics Plus. Yeah, but they had a um, but they had a booth at Scarefest. I went up and talked to them, and uh, you know, within like two seconds, all I had to say was "friends with benefits." And he goes, "Oh yeah, man, it's been great talking to you. I'm excited for the show." Like he was, he knew yeah. he had the show Tuesday. He knew who we were. He knew everything. Meanwhile, it was like. At some of those bigger shows, it's just you're proof for press, and then you mm-hmm. never see or talk to anyone yeah. from the show. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ta- like he 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 tapped in locally. He wants to support. Yeah, he cares about putting on a good show and and making sure that like just as much as he's gonna have a certain certain special guests, he also considers us special yeah. guests right, as he, well. He recognizes that like. There are local people who make shit. Yeah, right, yeah, and, right. Yeah. And we're pretty good at what we do. Exactly, right, you know? exactly. Well. Like, <laughs> yeah, but y'all are. I'm just here. <laughs> no, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Come on, yeah, true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, yeah. we wouldn't be talking about this if it wasn't Facts. for you and friends with benefits. I'm saying. Facts. So come gang, on, man. Gang, gang, gang. But yeah, and you always get you always get amazing things from people that actually give a damn. Yeah. About you know their stuff. Mm-hmm. So shout out, shout outs to them. Yeah. They're very, they're very gracious, and they obviously, they obviously give a damn. And also, uh, uh, you know, a town like you know, a city like Richmond having a show like this is really, really, 
It's really, really huge. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's that's really that's really dope. There's a lot of there's a lot of people there's a lot of people out there who definitely uh, want and enjoy things like this. Yeah. So it's really cool right. that they get to have a, a show like this, and it's and it's a and it's, <coughs> and it's a, a real comic convention. Yeah. Man. Not. Not the celebrity pets. It was a real <laughs> comic convention. That's yep, really celebrity petting zoo. I love that. That's my favorite it's shit so right good. now. It's so good. Celebrity. Uh, fucking if, you're, if you're keeping tally at home, that's two phrases that Justin just laid on us tonight. Yes. With the drilling and then the petting zoo. Uh, yes. And them motherfuckers be looking like they had a pet. You know, like you know, like when you go to the petting zoos or just a regular zoo, and that tiger be like, tiger is kind of. Fatter than he should be in nature and kind of sleepy. Or even, even like. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, God damn. Right. How long they had this tiger? The tiger been across six, six Wizard World conventions. The tiger just. Dude, they, they are. And I'm not throwing any. And I'm not insulting Scarefest with this uh, at all because the, the dude had a line. They brought in the, the singer from Ice Nine Kills. Which one? I think it's so incredibly weird that they're doing this thing now where they're bringing in like vocalists from bands for conventions to not mm. perform, but just to do just like to autographs that. and photos. Mm-hmm. Like, so they not at the, they not at the convention like no. the ocarina people. No, yeah, just but, like no, like harmonizing a little bit. But like they brought in the singer from Ice Nine Kills, but Ice Nine Kills didn't play a show in Lexington. So it was just the singer sitting there signing autographs. Just chilling. He wasn't even humming a little ditty or nothing. That dude looked exhausted. Like from day one. Friday at four o'clock when we walked past his booth, that dude looked like he had a thousand yard stare like he'd been there for a week and a half. I'm telling you, it's like them chubby it's like the chubby lions at the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> Motherfucker get loose and just walk. <laughs> it's like how you gonna catch it? Well look, look, he's right there. Like he was just strolling. He literally <laughs> left the zoo and just took a nap and the rest of the he, park. He yeah. left the zoo, he walked out to the entrance and looked around like everybody else. Like, all right, where are we going? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah like like <laughs> this is yeah, this is what it is now. Yeah. Oh, this is exactly yeah, what it is. Get now. Up. Like, yeah, man, I heard that um the grocery store got Briars two for five. Line talking about bet. <laughs> 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 That big ass lion. I'll kick the jungle. That big ass lion, man. Main the main is luxurious, but that lion is definitely got a high BMI. That motherfucker been at the zoo for a minute. I mean, you can just call me by name. You don't have to refer to me as a lion. No, 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 I'm, not, no I'm not. I'm not talking about you. I'm not no, about no, you, no. Let let the goat loose. I want to hunt it. Is I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to tap in with my ancestors. We was kings. Why did you channel Dave Chappelle doing uh, Rick James right then? <laughs> oh my god! Like literally, at some point, I just you just go Charlie Murphy. We was kings, Charlie Murphy. But no, like it's and yeah, I I. I I, I enjoy both cons, but for like different reasons. But the mm-hmm. smaller ones are always like yeah. they feel more relaxed too. For sure, yeah, yeah. No, um, no shade, no shade at any shows. No facts, mm-hmm. no shade. This, you know, we're just speaking from personal preference as creators, and you know, we got to like we've done this, we've all been doing this for long enough now 
to where we know how to navigate best with what we've got. Mm-hmm. And what we what we are uh, what we're offering what we what we receive like you know it's just you know it is it is what it is this is what this is what uh, this is definitely what allows us to make the most out of what we've got and stand on what it is that we uh, stand on because I think every single person in this room as much as we've been doing what we do locally and, and the way that we uh, work with each other and, and and work with just our general surroundings yeah smaller shows are small shows are, are, are dope for collectives like ours yeah yes yeah very much so um well i mean we're we're if if i had the board that chris did i would hit the button that says uh sorry we're out of time um you know we're at, at the time of this recording we're two weeks out from richmond it's probably gonna get posted when we're gonna have about a week and a half left and November 11th to 12th. Yep. At the... Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on the location? The EKU Student Center. Yes. Oh, I want to I, I I wanna throw this out here too. So, I will be leaving the Richmond show and going straight to the, uh, the event that Mad Wave is hosting. So, that will be a long weekend for me. But <laughs> anybody, anybody that wants to see some more dope local artists from the performance perspective, some great hip hop showcases and I'll be doing live art out there and any of the homies that want to come do live art, come join. But, uh, that'll be, uh, that'll be at the bread box. It'll be that evening on the 11th. So you catch yourself at the Richmond toy, toy comic convention and then come slide straight out to the bread box that night is free. And you can continue to support uh, more artists and see some amazing... Because these are legendary MCs. So, mm. you know, if yep. anybody... Just off the, off, off, of the, off of the strength of just the lineup alone, it's like, whoa, that's a... It's going to be a, a really dope weekend. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, guys, as always, I love doing these. It's so much fun to bring you guys on and showcase y'all and talk about conventions and Saturday morning cartoons and just uh, what y'all are working on, the wisdom and everything. I love you guys so much. Um, no. We love you too. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Love. Thank y'all for being on. And uh, thank you. Sexual chocolate. Hey, mm-hmm. do not buy your children BG Pros. Have respect for your children. Do we need to count down now? We go from five, four. I'm mouthing to three, two, one. Is, is that yeah, what I'm supposed to do? So it's a five, four, three. Sexual chocolate. Friends with benefits.